Hello, good afternoon. My name's Rita Catoni and you're listening to Kitchen Radio on ACCC 102FM in Alice Springs and in Tennant Creek. And you were just listening to a cover of um, Lady Marmalade. And I would like to introduce my co-host for this evening, and that's Bit Goodrum. Good evening, Rita, and thanks for tuning in, uh, those of you who are, to Community Radio. This is ACCC FM here in broadcasting in Alice Springs and Tennant Creek and uh, all around the World Wide Web. Um, some of you tuning in in other places too, I've heard. So thanks for that. We're kicking off with our second show. A rocky, a rocky beginning, perhaps, <laughs> but we'll see how we go. So we're going to start off with the show, just finding out what's uh, currently um, available in terms of local produce in Alice Springs. And um, Beck works or volunteers at Food for Alice each Saturday, and I'm going to ask Beck to tell us what's really good at the moment. Yeah, thank you, Rita. So um, probably, yeah, those, those of you who are gardeners at all or tuning in, you're going to know that the leafy greens are all absolutely cranking. In fact, with this heat we've got going now... Uh, they're threatening to probably bolt straight through to the lettuces, straight through to seeds straight away. But um, uh, citrus is certainly still in full swing. We've got last week at Food for Alice, we had probably about eight different varieties of citrus. Uh, we had tangelos, tangerines, oranges, grapefruit, two different types of grapefruit, uh, two different types of lemons. The list goes on and on. Um, early season asparagus, of course, are coming in now. So that's stirring some excitement. We've got lovely broccolini and broccoli in full swing um, people are getting good crops out of that happy farmer had some carrots in uh, last week which was great they went really really well um, and loads and loads and loads of leafy greens there's so many varieties rita uh, that people are bringing in the growing locally from the community garden also happy farm of course but um, quite a whole range of local other garden growers um, and we have had many many discussions over the sales table about what's this called and the different uses for it and lots of um discussions but also lots of controversy about you know well is it mustard green or is it is it Rape yeah that's else. right that's lots right of, um, lots of choices there for future shows as I, well i was going to make a wisecrack if only we had an expert on hand to ask but with all that citrus it leads us to what today's special ingredient is um which is oranges we had so well yeah we yeah. had so much fun with lemons last week but are we talking about oranges or all other citrus uh, we can we can talk about <laughs> oranges and other citrus. Um, That's good. We'll see how we go time-wise. But, yeah, oranges and um, other citrus. Yeah. Yeah. And just to start off our discussion on oranges, I've um, been able to locate the winner of the uh, best orange at, or oranges at the Alice Springs show, um, and that's Anna Meyer. Um, so Anna's here to Myers. talk to us. Myers. Sorry, Sorry to correct you and on air, but it's important. she's got her, uh, her dad there just to, to back her up and to um, maybe give us a little bit more information. So welcome, Anna. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Yeah, Jeff is just here just in case I um, forget to mention anything that's very, very important. He's the real, you know, gardening expert. Here, he knows so. the correct pronunciation of your surname anyway. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, but congratulations to you, Anna, because it was you who won the uh, first prize for yes. the best orange at the Thanks. Alice Springs show. And can you tell us, you know, what type of oranges they were and maybe what you think one of your, some of your secrets were in terms of winning that award? Yeah, so we had um, both uh, Naval Oranges and Valencia Oranges win um, at the show this year, and that was really exciting. Um, basically, our, our, both of our trees are really, really old, established trees. And, um, one of them is probably 60 or so years old, so that really helps. Um, but, you know, they'll never produce anything. I think for 20 years, they neither of them produced anything because they weren't being watered properly or um, fertilised at all. So, yeah, that those are two... Like 
of the most basic things that you can do, but they really, really do help. So watering every, like, you know, four days is something that will, you know, make your tree really successful, as well as making sure that you fertilise um, with a very orange, like an orange-specific fertiliser twice a year, um, and that's about 500 grams per age of the tree, per year of the tree, um, up to 10 years. And so if you just do that twice a year and make sure you're watering them every four or so days, and that really helps. Um, and we have like a bit of a special secret trick to ours. We have a lot of plants um, around our orange trees. So whenever they get watered, the fertilizer in them and the really good compost and soil that's in them helps um, the orange trees by leaching into their soil and they feed them whenever they get watered. So mm-hmm. right, yeah. that's one of the really special tricks. And are there any special tricks in terms of sort of winning that award? Do you do anything special to your orange? <laughs> You're going straight in the deep end there, Rita. Does it help to be related to the judge? It does. No. There's no nepotism, I swear. Um. Is it blind tasting? <laughs> I don't know if they taste... I think they taste them sometimes. I've never seen the judging. Oh, well, blind... Yeah, no, I guess you can't sort of cut it yeah, open and have a look it, with your blindfold on, can you? Yeah, it's a lot of um, <laughs> the visuals. So one of the, like, very special tips that you can take um, if you're entering oranges or really any vegetables in the show, you, you make sure you wash them and clean them really well. And if you are if you want to make them really shine, get some olive oil and rub it on there and they look very, very special. I love that, t- that tip that you gave us, yeah. Yeah, um, and then if you get, you know, if you're putting a selection of three in, making sure that they're all the same size and the same shape, making sure they look as identical as possible. Do you think as a modern woman, and I'm going completely off tangent, <laughs> the reader might give me death stares in a minute, but do you think there's a bit too much focus on the visual? You know, as a, as a young woman in the world, do you think it should be more about taste rather than how the fruit looks? Definitely. definitely. Oh, do you really? Yes. Do, do we know, in fact, if they actually taste the fruit? Well, apparently there's not a lot of tasting um, that goes on. Apparently sure. it's all about I looks. Mean, really, it doesn't, it doesn't make any difference. You see in supermarkets, they have all these arbitrary standards. I thought about, that. You know, I have heard this about the show, and... that they have to be three, you enter three yeah. and they have to all be the same size and they have to be a good... Big, you know, big size, thin-skinned, all of these different criteria, none of which is about flavour, yeah. which to me is the single most important criteria. Yeah, it really misses out. And you look at, you know, Guess what? I didn't get invited to be a judge. <laughs> <laughs> no surprises. Can I just clarify? I haven't no. been judged for about 10 or 15 oh, years. Okay. So, it made a good story, <clears throat> In though, fact, I haven't judged since my daughter. Daughters have been entering Citrus since they were about five years old. Um, but uh, I am the steward, so I do organise things. And when I was judging, I certainly tasted all the citrus. But I can tell you that when you've got 250 entries or so of citrus, you get very citrused out very quickly. So it makes it extremely difficult. But certainly this year, some of the fruit was, not all of it, I mean, what you do is you, you essentially you, you judge it on the outside, the exterior, so you do look for uh, uniformity of size, uh, of colour, condition, uh, you look for scale, uh, you know, marks, you look for disease, insect yeah. disease, those sort of things, you get marked down on them. Um, and then um, I pick a fruit uh, as a steward, any, any one of the fruit, cut it open, and then the judge examines the interior of the fruit. Yeah. And from just looking at it, you can actually tell whether a fruit um, is a little bit dry or the, uh, the rind is too thick. Mm-hmm. You can look at the granules uh, of the actual fruit. And then if you get down to you know three that are almost identical, 
that's maybe where you taste them and um, yeah, you come Find up with the winner. Who's grown them. Yeah. yeah. And what favours they can do. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't do that at all. So, <laughs> so, um, so in terms of flavour there, I was really interested that you entered both Valencia's and Navel Oranges. And, you know, if I go into the supermarket, all I see at the moment is Navel Oranges. But um, do you have a favourite between Navel's or Valencia's? Anna? I would say Valencia's. They were a lot more juicy, yeah. But really, I mean, in stores, it depends where they're coming from and yeah. where they're. I mean, it was just my point because, in fact, um, if you go to the supermarket at the moment, only has navels. Yeah. But, um, Jeff, you can sort of, you know, we just don't get navels at the moment here in Alice Springs, do we? No, the, the navels are still here. Like, the navels start ripening in May. We they're still a bit. Food for Alice yeah, they're, 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 yeah, they're a bit green looking on the outside, but if you actually open them, they're sweet and they're yellow and uh, orange on the inside. That's in May. June, they're ripening, and by the end of June, beginning in July, they're, they're at their peak. Uh, and then they hang on the tree. They don't hang on the tree for a long period of time, but they will for several months. And by September, they're starting to lose their flavour a bit and maybe go a bit soft. Whereas the, the Valencias, they're coming on ripe in June. July, they hit full um, flavour. And July, August, September, October, November, they're still absolutely fantastic. And they'll still hang on the tree even right until early January. So we've got navel and orange uh, and Valencia's. So we've actually got eating oranges, what I call navels are eating oranges. Mm. You can juice them from uh, from, um, May or June onwards. And then your, your Valencia's kick in. And, you know, I haven't been so much this year, but... Uh, I promise I'm going to start this weekend. Um, every morning I juice four or five oranges for, for, from now till December. Valencias or navels? Val- uh, Valencias, yeah, Valencias. Because uh, they're the real juicy ones. They're yeah. thin-skinned, so they're a bit hard to peel and eat. So unless you, you cut them up a into a fresh cup of orange juice yeah. in the morning, drop right to Jeff's. Yeah, yeah, no, on the have, one, have one every morning. Yep. Yeah. And see, I, I much prefer a Valencia that's because I like juicing them. And it's also navels. I always feel a little bit uncomfortable about that little navel. <laughs> That's what I love about the navels, actually, is that there's something very... It's like a little very beautiful. I (laughs) I just never feel good about that belly button. I have the opposite reaction. I like to eat it, actually, that part of the orange. My my dad always taught us that we should eat that part, full of extra good vitamins. Actually, you may be able to hear that on the radio. I'm a a little bit under the weather this week, a little bit uh one of the you know seasonal colds and flu but uh citrus peel apparently is very good for combating not so much the juice that's of course good for just boosting immune generally all year round all that stuff but the citrus peel very good for drying up mucus oh can't believe i'm talking about that in a kitchen radio is, show well it is well that's you know that's what it's all about it's all about saying things you shouldn't yes. Yes. what do you do squirt it up your nose and up your mouth no no, no you eat it i've got some here jeff right. this is oh. dried mandarin sun-dried my own sun-dried mandarin peel would you like to try some? It's delicious. Anna, do you have any mucus you want to try problems some you'd Hannah? like to... Oh, not that I'd like to share. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about hot tips? What's your favourite? Do you have? Do you cook? Do you have any favourite recipes or things to do with oranges? Mm, that's That would be a question for my sister and my partner. They're very big chefs, I'm less yeah. so. But, yeah. but you did so have something to do with... Because on, on mm. the uh, subject of peel, in fact, you, you told me, um, gave <laughs> me some ideas of what to do with excess peel. Yes, I'm very big into making sure you have as little food waste as possible and making sure you really get the most out of any food that you're growing or buying. So one of the really great things that you can do with orange or any citrus um, peel is you take the, the peel and you put it in the jar filled with vinegar 
and you let that sit for about two weeks and really like infuse in there. Um, and then after that, you can use it as uh, just an all natural cleaner. Uh, um, yeah. It's really good for surfaces and you can mix it sort of like one to one with water. Yeah. Um, just to dilute it a little bit. And then it's a really great um, just all purpose cleaner. I just, I just got started getting the giggles because one of the other, nobody's commenting on my dried mandarin peel. That's <laughs> no, 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 it's good. It's quite nice. One got a lovely flavour in my mouth now. Surprises that I bought in is this jar of pic, uh, pickled kumquats. Oh, pickled, not yeah, glass. No, because I just, when Anna was talking about putting the citrus peel in vinegar and yeah. I'm thinking, oh, yes, that's like a pickled peel. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I'm all about food. I had no idea she was going to talk about a cleaning product. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> I'm so food obsessive. But when I put these this in my mouth earlier, I thought I better do a taste test. I thought they were my brandied cucumber, uh, kumquats, not cucumber, kumquats, which because I often each year I'll find some kumquats from somewhere and brandy some and they're delicious to eat, also very therapeutic. Uh, and I put one in my mouth and I made a noise that I probably can't repeat on radio, but it turns out they're not mine at all. They're kumquats, but they're not from me. They're being a gift and they're pickled and they're very vinegary. And they were a real shock to the system when wow. I was expecting brandy. Do you remember who gave them to you? Well, I've, I've pieced it together. I've, okay. I've shaken – the vinegar helped me shake my feeble mind into gear and figured out who might have given them to me. But it brings up the question, Rita. It does bring up the question because um, when I was having a massage last <laughs> week, um, as you do, um, I was talking to my masseuse, so who will remain unnamed and you'll all find out why. It's um, not me. And it's not, it's not Beck either. Um, and she said, oh, well, and I'd been to Old Timers to get some uh, marmalade because I thought, oh, that's what we'll talk about is the Old Timers marmalade. And all the marmalade was gone by the time I got there. So um, I was relaying this story to my masseuse and she said, oh, I've got some marmalade here that someone gave to me. Do you want it? And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Anyhow, so she gave me two jars of uh, lime marmalade and lemon marmalade, which I haven't eaten yet, because it sort of raised the question of um, giving um, food as gifts to people. Like, isn't that a lovely and wonderful thing to do? But is it okay then to on-give those gifts? My anxiety is skyrocketing at the moment. We've mentioned so many things that should not be talked about on air, but this is really Massages, for example. really important stuff here. Is it all right to on-gift something, home preserves? I know certainly for me I'm pretty precious about my, my home cooking, my preserves. I once had a girlfriend who was shocked that I didn't want her. She was going to take some eggs. I had some fresh eggs that my chickens had laid and she was going to take them and give them to someone else. And I wanted to know who she was giving them to yeah. and would they appreciate them? She was shocked. She's like, they're eggs. Do you appreciate well, them? Well, you know, if I've sort of spent the time <laughs> cooking and I've given someone a gift, you know, like they, they have to eat it and yeah. they have to keep it in their fridge till it really decays. And well, that's even if they have to lie to me, that's okay because um, I, I want to know that it's been loved and not given to someone yeah. else. Well, these um, pickled kumquats have definitely been made with care and love, but they're not labelled. But but maybe not for you, though. I have, maybe they had someone else I've, in mind. <laughs> I have pieced it together. But yes, is it okay? That, that person had a reason to give it to you because they were no longer eating sugar. What do you think, Anna or Jeff? Do you have a, uh, an opinion on whether it's okay to on give uh, gifts of food? I think it's, you know, just sharing the love, really. Yeah. It's much better to do that than let it go to waste. But... I mean, yeah, if someone's giving you something, they've taken the time to do it, you know, you can at least... Should you let them know, though? Maybe it's okay to on-give it, but maybe, you know, should you let that person know that you've on-given it? 
Yeah, that's right. I'm sure it'd be kept a secret. I'm actually just receiving a text message. This is terrible. I'd just like to clarify, I am not the massage therapist. (laughs) It's not fake. I can tell you. I can swear that it's not. But if I said who it was, then I'd have to talk about who... The, the maker of the marmalade was, and it gets really complicated in the small town. So we town. won't do that. No, but so look, I actually have the unique position of I have a retail outlet, a nursery, and uh, people do give me things to give on. So recently I had five crates of mandarins. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, or a crate of oranges or lemons. So um, I'm giving things on. I mean, people don't give me five crates of mandarins thinking I'm going to eat a lot. <laughs> so people bring them in <coughs> and say, can you share? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a panic and think, what if there's pests and diseases in them? Oh, no. Well, I mean, I check them out. Just I mean, leave them out in the front. Yeah, no. I mean, the last, the last crate of mandarins I got, they'd all been, they had a little bit of uh, white oh, mealybug. Yes. There's a um, but bug the guy had gone through them and cleaned them all and yeah. polished them all and they all looked absolutely shiny, yeah. like winners, show yes. winners. They Ooh. looked like Anna's oranges, all polished and shiny. You wished you'd been given them weeks before. You could yeah. have submitted them yourself. Yeah. Yeah, got another noticed, gold medal. Uh, yeah, on Facebook there's lots of people giving away lemons as well and giving their yeah. addresses and yeah, come and pick up lemons. There's nice, mm. a lot of nice sharing on Facebook with the GrowSwap share site and probably others but that I'm not aware of. But um, that one, it's fantastic. I noticed at the moment there's somebody with kumquats um, for, I think they're hoping to sell them or whatever. There's lots of different citrus for sale and for sharing and giving away. And I love that. And I love the thing about the lemon too that you will often see buckets, that, uh, you know, a basket of lemon out the front of somebody's business or house or hanging off a gate. It's like, help yourself. It just... One of the very lovely things to share, and that they're so robust in themselves. Desert of abundance. Yeah, yeah. And thanks to Jeff and Anna for coming in and talking about oranges, and so now we're going to move on to uh, what to do with oranges apart from cleaning products and um, fixing up your mucus. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a favourite orange recipe, Beck? Um, Good question, Rita. Um, I think that. Well, probably one of the classics that many people know would be that, um, is it Claudia Roden? The Claudia Roden one, yeah. Which I forget the name of because I never refer to the original. It's the Middle Eastern Claudia Roden orange cake. Yeah, and I just make it up. I guess so many people do their own own version of that recipe, but it's such a good one. And to use a whole, the whole orange. Yeah. And um, whatever your nut meal or whatever. So I'll just sort of recap then. That's where you boil up two oranges for two hours and then you... Um, blitz them in your food processor with almond meal, sugar and lots of eggs and yeah. then you, you bake it. I think you can put a bit of baking powder. You've done that so many times. I have done that. In fact, yeah. I did it last Saturday. Um, but someone told me that they didn't like um, almonds so they, um, a friend of mine just changes the citrus or she changes the almonds so she uses um, mandarin, I think, and then yeah. she uses hazelnut meal. So I like the nice. idea that you can actually chop and change your citrus and your nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I have another friend who made a, a version of that with, um, <laughs> might have been me, <laughs> with um, LSA, just because it's a whole lot cheaper. But uh, LSA has, of course, I don't know, a portion of almond meal, but you can buy it a whole lot cheaper than you can. Yeah. Not, I can't I'm not admitting to, of course, buying such things. I would as LSA? Own, I would make my own, wouldn't I, Rita? Oh, possibly. Possibly. I've never actually bought LSA because I'm not a fan of linseed, but that's what just me. I like almond meal, but you I just do don't you, like linseed. Do you make it or buy it? Almond meal? Yeah. Oh, at the moment, I'm buying it. Yeah. 
expensive, isn't it? Yeah, I do occasionally. It's often when I don't have almond meal and I go, I can't make this cake. I don't have almond meal. And then I look and I've got like a kilo of almonds and I'm like, oh, okay. Almond meal equals almonds. I can do that. And you have that panic and then you remember that the recipe actually only asks for about half a cup of it. Yeah. You go out to the shop and buy a huge packet. Anyway. Anyway, I often use um, polenta or semolina sometimes as well as a replacement because it's got similar sort of uh, qualities, I suppose. Yeah, or a combination of, yes. Um, the other thing I really love doing with oranges, because, you know, I do like using the whole of an orange, is what I've got here are some glacé navel oranges. Yeah. Do you want to try them? They look so incredible. They're so yummy. I do want to try them. I, um, ooh, that's a big piece. And these are good for – this is great with navel because, you, you know, mm. you need a nice bit of peel. Oh, so um, and those ones I boiled, first of all, for an hour and then I let them cool and then I sliced them and then I um, cooked them in one part sugar, one part water. Really good. And then I redid them again in the morning and dried them. And the thing about them, like they're these lovely little semicircles of mm. pure orange. Mm. And the thing is you can even dip them in chocolate and I then you've got... That would be perfect compliment. Yes, because I'll use glacé oranges instead of um, peel as well because I'm not a big fan of peel. We're just sorting out our levels here. <laughs> um, what else to do with oranges? I make an orange sorbetto which is like an Italian sorbet, and I make that usually in summer, not in the middle of winter. And that uh, I've adapted that recipe, so I also use boiled oranges, which I puree up with uh, sugar and glucose and put them into an ice cream maker. I just faked out there. Sorry, Rita. I wondered why I was sounding a bit funny in my headphones, but that's because I wasn't on air, so sorry about that. Uh, thanks so much to you people who are actually listening to community radio and that can give us feedback in the moment that we've pressed the wrong button. Uh, shout out to my bro there for that one. Oh, wow. So I've been talking to myself? Yep, you have been. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Possibly you were talking to Lady Gaga or, or Siri. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty good. She does talk back quite a lot. <laughs> so I was talking about um, what to do with uh, just some recipes to do with oranges or citrus. Um, yeah, you were going to air. It's all right. It's just all that's my all right. wisecracks that's that all right. being missed. So nothing much. Um, and I've also got glassade oranges, but where I'd, uh, I've kept the uh, syrup and that. So what do, um, how do you use that then? Um, I use, I make an orange and yogurt cake. Uh. I actually won second prize at the Alice Springs show oh. in 2011. Not first prize. Mm. Um, and when I make a ricotta cheesecake, I really love putting glassade oranges into a ricotta cheesecake. Yeah, yum, yum, yum. And just, you know, just um, eating them as uh, sweets. But that, um, you're not a fan of marmalade like you... Yeah, as in you wouldn't put that with toast or that sort of thing. No, no, I use it all for cooking. I don't. uh, I try and be sugar-free, but I'm not very successful at it. It's all right if you're cooking. Um, And so talk about next week. Like we were going to do citrus. We haven't really moved on to grapefruit, and I kind of find it interesting. I went to the supermarket last night thinking to buy blood oranges. Fruit and veg person pointed me to grapefruit, so I was a little bit appalled at someone who would mistake a grapefruit for a blood orange. A blood orange. (laughs) But I do actually have a blood orange tree, which I planted when uh, with my son's placenta many years ago, and that's only just. Fruited for Mark the first that time. Up on the things you shouldn't talk about on there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and it's actually half. Yeah, it's got a half blood orange. But like, I went to the oh. supermarket last night, and I, I seem to have lost this object. But it was um, it was a like a tangella, but it was called a sumo. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just interested in the fact that there's so many sort of variations between tangellos and tangerines and mandarins, and 
more and more sort of fruits in that orange variety that no, are being um, grown and created. No disrespect to Jeff intended, but there, I mean, we did have Jeff in earlier and there were so many questions going on in my mind. It's like, oh, we should ask him, make a whole list, ask him this We and should, that. yes. But um, <laughs> the problem is we only have a half an hour show. We're and already, I think we've probably gone we're well over. already 10 minutes over time. But we're claiming our 10 minutes because the last lot did too. But um, so what do you think, Greta? We're going to have to do another grapefruit show or all yeah, other citrus? Possibly. Look, we're really open to suggestions as well. So you can um, find either me or Becca on Facebook and you can email me at reader at katoni.com.au. Yeah. No, we'll come, and, uh, come on down to um, Food for Alice tomorrow. I would really like to put a shout out to Food for Alice. For those of you that are in the know, that's all good. But there's so many people. It's such an untapped resource. So... Every Saturday morning uh, in Alice Springs now at the Environment Centre on Gap Road, that's 90 Gap Road, between 9am and 11am there's a produce market um, called Food for Alice and it's uh, you can bring along your excess, your surplus um, homegrown produce and swap it or give it to us, us at being the Environment Centre or the Community Garden or you can sell it um and then on sell it so it's basically just a way to share it's like a farmer's market you can share your produce with other gardeners or other other kitcheny people um happy farmer has his produce has their produce there uh there's a lot of produce from the community garden loads and loads of different types of leafy greens i'd encourage you to um come on down and check it out last week we had just such an incredible abundance um of you know different selection if you get in early, sort of 9, 9.30, then there you get maximum selection. There's also eggs for sale, uh, local bread from the bakery, and uh, do you coffee? Um, what else should I say about that, Rita? Nothing. It's fantastic. It yeah. changes changed my life. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's and it's even worthwhile getting up early. I've been getting up early on a Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the eggs there are amazing. Good eggs, yeah. Um, one thing I would like to... Well, anyway, just the future future topics, I guess, but just that thing of being grateful for the abundance that we do have in this town and just, you know, so many people, that, you know, obviously have, we have if you have access to your own garden or you've got a mate who, who's got their own garden, then that's all good. But if you don't, um, come on down and check out Food for Alice. There's so much incredibly beautiful produce there, but also just being grateful for what is there. It's To me, it's amazing that... Um, Sometimes if we might have sold out of English spinach or whatever it might be, there's no more of that. But people don't want to even try a, a kale or a mustard green. Or a, I, I find that intriguing. I just think, get your taste buds on and And I think there's, there's a little bit of fear there. Like, what if I buy something and I don't cook it or I don't yeah. know what to do with it? So I always, you know, I, I ask, I'll ask anybody, yes. what's that? What are you doing with yeah. that? And I'm always encouraging people over the over the table in the mad rush to, you know, try something. Oh, is that spicy? Well, a little bit, but try it. It's delicious. You can add it as a salad or steam it up like cabbage or... Yeah, loads of different things to do with the foods we're growing here in Alice Springs and variety is, uh, you know, the spice of life, so to say. And um, Beck, also, have you, um, just on the... um just on the matter of new foods and just sort of finding a way to sort of finish up. Have you come across <laughs> any um, any new foods in your travels? I thought it would be good to just talk about anything new that you've come across. Oh, you're going to throw me a curveball. To oh, no, 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 because <laughs> I've got something to talk about if you don't. So Go, talk. you talk. Well, I, I found macadamia milk. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and it was okay. <laughs> it's about as much as I've got to say about Boom. it, but it wasn't fantastic but you know there's all these new sort of milks that are yes. made for like coffee yes there yeah. is there really is. nice packaging i've got to say i think the packaging got me and yeah then, oh, the packaging I'm got a little me bit too. disappointed yep. yeah and then i i think i went for the coconut one oh okay and then realized i could just buy coconut milk you can yeah but macadamia <laughs> milk <laughs> i don't yeah. have to buy the one that's specially packaged for coffee 
Yeah, it's part of the coffee craze, isn't it? Which it's all it's all fabulous. It um, is. Yeah, it is. we're just so spoiled for choice. Um, get out there and get your taste buds going. Sure. Um, so I have got that Facebook page up and running and I've got some recipes there for the orange sorbetto and I've got actually the orange and uh, yogurt cake that I, of course, I won that award for many years ago. <laughs> not to go on about it. She's <laughs> very proud of that. It's a group. If you want to join the group, I'm not going to say no, but uh, just pretty easy to find. Yeah. yeah, I've liked your page, Rita. Oh, good on you. Yeah, yeah great. Promoting Even it. I've liked my own page. <laughs> You've got to do that as a bare minimum. I was going to um, cut us a ruby grapefruit and mix us a little non-alcoholic beverage with some soda water, but I have to be next week on air for that. Oh, or right yeah. now. Well, maybe we should ourselves. finish off because I've got, a, I've got a song to finish off with. It's the final of the Orange series. Um, but before we do that, um, Beck's got this beautiful uh, grapefruit here and she's just, just about to cut it. This one is... Um, is it a pink one? or? yeah. Yeah, it's grown by... What do you look for when you buy grapefruit, Beck? Mm. Do you buy or no, when no. you... Uh, yeah, yeah, I buy, but um, just locally, yeah. Uh, it's grapefruits, I mean, it's so... For me, there's not a lot of things that are worth buying when they're not um, in season or fresh and local. There's just such an abundance that we have at, oh, at, wow, at any that given looks time. Definitely not a blood orange. No, it's definitely not a blood orange. Do you know what I love to do with grapefruit? So I've got a recipe with fennel, feta... Olives and grapefruit as a salad. I saw that little recipe listed. It's a good one, hey? Yeah, it's really good. And you can use oranges instead, but I like grapefruits because they're... um, Well, because you're really limited in what you can do with it. It's not a recommended activity in a radio studio. But um, Rita, you did also, on your little list of possible things to talk about, mention... A special tool that I could be doing this with. You could be doing that with a special tool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's called a reamer. Um, and I do have one, and I don't, I've got one here. Just wait, let me get it. <laughs> I've never had a reamer. I do, as I say, as I said before, I do fancy myself a bit of a, a kitcheny cookie person, but I've never had a reamer. Uh, I always just go there, I'll use my forearm muscles and squeeze the squeeze the fruit. Yeah, no, but I, I reckon don't have my reamer. <laughs> I reckon you'd get a lot more juice out of it. But a, a reamer is like it's a citrus-specific tool in a similar way to, uh, I suppose, a, um, a zester is. And it's sort of got this heart-shaped but uh, far more pointed sort of section and you just stick it in your you stick it in your citrus. And it's just a lot easier if you don't want to sort of dirty a whole citrus um, <gasps> squeezer. But um, look, we're going to finish off today. Yep. Bex just poured me a lovely uh, grapefruit glass of grapefruit juice and soda. So we'll just Cocktail. clink on that one Cheers. for our very second and our very first live show. Last week was a pre-recorder. I don't know if anybody picked that up. That's why it was particularly good. We've taken out all the silly parts. <laughs> um, and please tune in for next week where we may have more citrus or we may have leaf greens. But, or asparagus. Um, many things. But yeah. we're interested. If you've got some ideas, please feel free to contact Art Becker I and um, have a good weekend and Cheers. enjoy shopping. <laughs>